You've tuned in to the Bellingham Podcast for the week of February 10, 2019. This is a snowy episode 110. From that frosted window city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barce. And chock full of all-wheel drive, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're talking tech. Well, kind of. It's more about what your data says about you with your tech. We're going to plug back into where we left off with our boredom episode and talk about ways to be able to use your devices in a not-so-typical fashion. Stick around. Let's get this party started. This is the Bellingham Podcast. Well, shiver me timbers, Chris. How are we doing? Uh, Battening down the hatches and putting on the extra layer of fleece. Uh, AJ, how about yourself? Uh, Not too bad. I'm just watching, uh, I believe this is being called Winter Storm Maya. Uh, okay. Uh, it depends on which news station you listen to, because it's like, we're in winter storm Maya. Look at all the shelves, empty and bare, batten down the hatches. Yes. Uh, and it's funny, because like, well, there's there's actually three storms, I guess, apparently hitting uh, not just the Northwest, but the greater part of the United States. Mm-hmm. And there's like, uh, I can't remember the other two names, but it's it's going to be an interesting ride, I think, this weekend. So at the time of this recording, we got light, uh, light snow flurries coming down from the sky. Our neighbors to the north apparently are getting it heavier than we are. Are. Yes, and we, uh, Chris and I, both hope that everybody's just staying warm and staying inside if you can, and stay off the roads. Absolutely, if you can, it's not worth it. And if you need to get somewhere, try your local public transportation. Yeah. Here in Bellingham, we got the Wacom Transit Authority, and they are the goods. They are the goods. And here's a multiple thousand dollar car in uh, repair from going sliding into the ditch, or a buck fifty yeah. uh, bus ride to get to where you need to go. Hmm. Let's weigh this in our financial yeah. house. So anyway, do be safe out there and uh, get those crampons, those little spikes on your shoes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yak tracks. Yak tracks. Thank you. Uh, we, we care about you, uh, all of you who are listening. We want you to be safe during this uh, inclement weather season. All right. We got some people chiming in about <laughs> last episode 109 about boredom. It was wonderful to get such a wonderful response. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I wanted to throw out uh, a listener comment that was uh, sent to me via uh, a faithful listener over in the United Kingdom, Dan. He goes by the handle Dan C twenty one C Y. He's part of the Watch Fam, and he had a really in- excellent point that um, uh, quote: "I have found my book to read to escape boredom and utilize my time to continue learning." Exclam hashtag Beham podcast. And he sent me the link to uh, Richard, and I'm going to probably slaughter his last name, so I apologize. Richard Van Hayes. Van Hayes. Sounds good. Uh, the, the name of the book is called Discovering Time, Stories from a Collector Community. And I checked it up on uh, Glamazon. I think it's running about $30 or so. And it's a, it, some of the screenshots that he sent of, of the book. It, it's a humorous look of... Um, of the watch fam. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because, uh, the way that I, I was reading it, some of the, the pages that he sent me was, um, in my, in my head, the narrative was, as we look in the wild, here is a watch fam person. Look of his, him taking a wrist shot. The <laughs> shot is of a $1,000 watch making him what we call the enthusiast. Like it's, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out for this book and uh, I appreciate Dan that you're, you're a listener of the show and uh, shooting me how you are escaping boredom, doing something analog and humorous as reading a book. We need to have Sir 
David Attenborough, I believe, or, or is it Richard Attenborough? I think it's Sir Richard, David, I think it's Richard Attenborough. Sir Richard Attenborough uh, narrating this book in audiobook format. I think that would be a, a fabulous way of uh, consuming <laughs> this content uh, in a digital format. Anyway, yeah, thanks for the chime in. Something else that I've I, I found in our in our feed uh, when we released our episode, there was an article from Molly Wood, who is the one of the staff writers for. She's a very well-respected, well-known technology writer online. Yeah, she's everywhere. She's on yes. APM, like uh-huh. she's everywhere. But anyway, it's Molly Wood, folks. She was she was doing a lot of things, and one of the things that she brought to light was uh, we blew out the candles on the cake known as 15 Years of Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's an actual teenager right now, a uh, rebellious teenager that uh, does what? Uh, uh, steals uh, information and uh, sends you a whole lot of uh, annoying notifications at all hours at night. Yeah, uh, Facebook is now in that uh, horrible teenage uh, <laughs> era, era of life. So, so let's 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 be positive, Chris. No, well, I don't want to. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That that'll that'll lead into the later part of the show. But also during that time, um, on if you wanted to take a listen to a really interesting um, American public uh, media episode, February fifth's episode uh, on NPR. Uh, I think it was called Future Tense. I can't remember. The she covered this really interesting um, character, Jim McClellan. Levy, who is the co-founder of the payment processing system that you've probably seen at uh, most independent stores, uh, Square. Yeah, it's that white device that you swipe a card and it kind of flips around for you to tap a tip and sign your name with your finger. Yeah, and and so anyway, he has a startup called Invisibly, uh, it, and it's it's part micropayments and and part I don't know, like being able to tip content creators for the content that they're making. Sans dealing with advertisements. Hmm. It, this is kind of not i mean it's 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 um it's interesting uh because invisibly is trying to uh, approach the concept that data does have a price which i think leads also into this show as well especially because facebook you know devalues our 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 uh data in my opinion um he has this plugin called passport that you can plug into chrome and i believe also firefox that uh utilizes this and uh it, it reminds me of something that we talked way like 30 or 40 episodes back, yep. the web browser Brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brave also has something similar to this called Rewards, where you can, they tokenize um, how you go to different sites and how you can tip those sites using a digital currency. And it's just interesting that um, as we blow the candles on 15 years of our data is everywhere, our data is for advertisers, our data gets you a free platform, there are motions leading in to the next maybe decade of maybe advertising was a, it needs to go the way of the dodo and maybe we do need to empower our end users to uh, use their data at the value that it actually is. So anyway, I, I just I think it was an interesting kind of twist on its head as we celebrate 15 years of Facebook. Um, take a look at it. Sh- uh, there's links in the show notes. Drink. And yeah, so um, yeah, happy birthday, Facebook. Indeed. And uh, please uh, change your information mining habits. That is my comment only. All right. So uh, AJ, after having our episode on boredom, I've gotten bored with some areas of technology. Really? This is my shock base. Yes. Does everyone want to hear it? I've gotten bored with searching via Google. I've gotten bored by using Gmail as my primary email client. I've gotten bored with using how many messenger applications that we have out there? Apple Message, drink, Facebook Message, drink. Uh, 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 instant drink, messages drink, 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 for drink, Instagram. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> and 
I've gotten bored with seeing so many advertisements on every website that I go to. I wanted to do something different. Really? And so I, I'm, I'm grabbing you by the scruff of your neck and dragging you along this episode as per, as per usual in talking about how we can enjoy an online life without the big five in some cases. And, and this time I'm talking about mainly Google and, uh, well, Facebook notwithstanding, but, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to start with Google on this one. Okay, hit me. So everyone knows that uh, Google.com is your main search engine to find anything in the world. But what I'm noticing and what we've talked about in previous episodes is that these search results are being gamed. They're being, they're being, the, people are cutting in line in that long line of Costco carts where someone with a whole lot of knowledge about search engine op- optimization or SEO is taking their cart with big, bright neon lights and they're just tootling on to the front of the line to get checked out ahead of y'all uh, or ahead of other websites that have the information that you may need. Ka-chow, ka-chow. That's right. And so uh, Google, and it, it, as far as also having ads towards the top and how they will, if you type in a, a topic such as Russell Wilson, I like Russell Wilson. He's a Seattle Seahawks quarterback. He's also the goods. And he's the goods too. And we'd love to have Russell Wilson on the show should he have the opportunity. But <laughs> hashtag get Russell on Bellingham podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, if you were to type in Russell Wilson, you wouldn't really receive RussellWilson.com at the, as a top hit. You'll see Twitter. Uh, tweets, you'll see uh, links to other websites that are really attracting your attention towards the top. I don't like that. So I'm looking elsewhere. And we talked about a couple options out there, but should you be like me, uh, dear listener out there in internet land, check out duckduckgo.com. AJ is just nodding and smiling right now. I like the name, okay? It's, but here's the thing. DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, yes. It's, it's, a, it's a take on that uh, kid, elementary school kid's Duck, game. DuckDuckGo. Duck, That's right. So, but here's one thing, though. I've decided to make, you know, normally in a lot of ways, we have Google.com as our start page whenever we fire up a web browser in a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways. If you do start.duckduckgo.com, it's a way to be able to have just the web search box in the center. If you go to www.etc.com, you'll get kind of their advertising page where they're publicizing their business. We could scroll down and see more about. But this one is actually their straight up search engine. So try start.duckduckgo.com. I think uh, that plus you can also turn it different colors. You want to have a dark mode search, they got you covered. So it comes in black. Oh, yes. But uh, (laughs) just to keep that in mind. And also... um, even though I teach a lot about Google uh, search and Google Chrome optimization and things like that, Mozilla Firefox is another web browser along with Brave, as we uh, recently mentioned. Mozilla Firefox is really starting to get some teeth and be a, a, a valid contender. It used to be kind of like the, the nerds web browser yeah. in, in yesteryear. But it, I'm seeing like, can I replace Google Chrome as my uh, with, with Firefox as my browser? Yes, the answer you is yes. can, sports fans. And by having that and start.duckduckgo.com as your startup page, you're taking steps away from having that uh, free search engine and that free search browser or that free web browser uh, tracking a whole lot of information that you are uh, searching about and where these ads may not necessarily show up for you in your Firefox experience. 
Now, also, as I talked about being bored with email for the for a number of years, I think back when it was in the early invite stage, yeah. where you yeah. needed to get someone to send you an invite to use Google Mail, I don't think it was even cool enough or hip enough to be called Gmail back in the first early days. Mm, I think it might. I think it was. But it had a beta on it. Yes, so beta was on there for years. Years. Anyway, I've been a, I've been a fan of that uh, email interface, that email solution for a number of years. Until? Until I just got bored with it. And I'm finding just from various reasons on how they change their interface every six months keeps me gainfully employed as an instructor because I can explain what's new with the new look of Gmail and where everything is from whence it once was. But I don't really like having Google scrape the contents of my email to be able to have relevant ads or near relevant ads on the column of what I'm viewing or Mm -hmm. in a search. I don't like that. Yes, I don't have nothing to hide. Leave me alone, naysayers or or trolls out there. I want to be able to get to a place where I have one encrypted email and two, one that is kind of unique because there's still a part of me that wants to be Eyebrow raising in my technology choices. <laughs> Chris, you will always be eyebrow raising. Not quite like the rocks eyebrow raising. But I can smell what you're cooking. Indeed. So I've chosen this company called ProtonMail.com. Talked about it in a few episodes in the past, but www.protonmail.com. You get a free account. They give you 500 megabytes of action, meaning you can get a whole lot of email in there for free. Yeah. And if you keep your inbox or your uh, mail archive svelte, Which you should. Which you should. The thing is, they're based in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And uh, while I love the cheese and I love the knives. I love the watches. And then the watches too. Their email is encrypted, which means it's safer than Google Mail. If this is something that might appeal to you out there, give ProtonMail.com a try. I made the choice to go and spend $50 of my hard-earned money to get five gigabytes of storage space, plus a whole lot of other features in which... I was able to take, uh, sometimes when you get a website like, you know, Chris Powell dot whatever, mm-hmm. um, you can roll that into Gmail and then you can, you know, you have a website. It's not necessarily Chris at gmail.com, but it's my Chris at Chris Powell or whatever. And you can use Gmail as your interface to receive this personal mail from a different web address. Well, I was able to port that over with the enhanced $50 a year fee uh, to use ProtonMail as my primary email source. They have an app for Android and iPhones. They have a, a nice, fairly stripped down website that harkened back to yesteryear of the previous Gmail interface, which kind of appeals to me. I don't need all the bells and whistles. I don't need all of the uh, newfangled HTML5 website features to be able to drag and drop and blink my eyes and stuff's taken care of. Uh, it gets me my email in a secure fashion. And so I've made the choice to disengaged from Gmail for the past year and a half or so, I believe. Wow. And I've been using ProtonMail. And they, if I recall, there is no ads. There is no scraping. Nothing. There's, it's it's when just you, a service. It's, it's a service, but also they are, you know, they, they, they are a young company sure. in the whole lifespan of a, of a business. Uh, when you go to their inbox page, there's a little bit of a column that says, hey, we've got stuff in our store available if you want to get a ProtonMail mug yeah, yeah, yeah. or a hat. That's cool. Yeah. It's it, it's them. And you want to be part of the click and have people ask, what is that logo for? They got you covered. Right. So I've been a, I've been a fan of ProtonMail uh, with free accounts. Oh, by the way, should you want to try it out for yourself, sign up for one and start using that email address as uh, you, you, for the one that you use your web, online web retail sites or mm-hmm. other sites that you want to sign up without a personal 
accounts, this could be your uh, alternative. You know what else is an alternative? You might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low encrypted web, uh, low encrypted power. <laughs> Community encrypted radio? I think that'll work, yeah. Here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement? I don't know if it can radio. I guess radio can be encrypted. Anyway. Yes. So, yeah, no, I, I think Proton mails on to something. And, and what, what I find interesting is, is like you just said, you can get a free account, but you can pay $50 a year and you have a premium service. And that kind of gets into what we just led into is your data has a value. Gmail is not indeed free. You are paying just not in dollars or Bitcoin. You're, deal, you're, you're dealing in data. Yes. Uh, another thing that's kind of on the trend of change is uh, messaging. Yes. Uh, as people are leaving social networks or going dark on social networks, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LO, uh, whomever, wherever. You're shaking I'm your shaking head, my head because, oh, wow, we talked about Hello, we mm-hmm. talked about Google. Vero. Vero. Oh, my goodness, there have been so many th- new. E-I-E-I-O. Yes, exactly. Um, but, you know, you've got your Apple text messages if you're on an iPhone. you got your Google, Android, green uh, messenger. Hangouts uh, or hangouts, whatever they're Whatever it now. is this week. What if you wanted to get away from even Apple and yeah. Android and really, you know, play that role of Jason Bourne yeah. and go into a private type messaging, AJ. And, 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 and I mean, by, by pivoting and by no means are we saying like uh, there's an issue with those messaging apps because I mean, I, I message is encrypted. Um, I, I mean, that is what Apple's stance is. Um, I don't know the status of, of Hangouts or because they're, they're currently in a shift. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I am presuming there is some sort of security protocol with those. SMS obviously is direct to your phone number, but can be, cumbersome based off of platform. Sure. So that's what these other two messaging ideologies kind of help bridge is the ability to do, I mean, let's face it, folks, if you have a, a group message and I know we all hate group messages, but it happens, right? Especially in parenting, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to coordinate. Oh, yeah. If everybody's in the same click, like if you're all Android, it's all good. If you're all iOS, iOS. it's all good. But when you have onesie twosies of either one, group messaging is just a pill. And I think if you're going for group messaging, you may not necessarily be having a classified conversation in a lot of ways it's like ermer gerd look at the (laughs) turtleneck on that dude yeah yeah yeah. cringy but no that's a different story but and then so the the natural default that most people do is facebook messenger to which i understand i it's a platform cross-platform and it does have it does have private conversations they are not turned on by default. To have a private conversation, you actually have to go into the messaging app, initiate a new message, then tell it that it is private messaging, and that puts in the Facebook end-to-end. Yep. Again, your messaging has value. So uh, there's two apps that you and I both have uh, used in, in the past, Signal and Wire. Yeah, Signal is... Uh, so if you've heard of a fellow by the name of Edward Snowden, he had a movie done uh, about him. He's kind of a marked target in the United States government. Yes. I believe uh, CIA. Uh, uh, FBI. FBI. Well, I think... I think- well, I th- well, okay. The government he was is an intelligence in- officer was very interested in this person, <laughs> and he had to like uh, you know go Fred Flintstone in his uh, car and you know get the heck out of t- uh, Dodge. Um, Edward Snowden is very up on security and encryption and t- uh, you know n- not being trackable, and he uses a messaging app called Signal. Should you not want to be uh, using the same old same old? blue messaging app that you'd have on your iPhones and you want to have something pretty secret, Signal's got you covered. It involves typing in your phone number and you can, you know, you can see if your other contacts on your phone are using Signal. Mm -hmm. 
is highly secure. Encrypted. It's encrypted. It's, it's possible to have voice calls, I believe video calls. Yeah. You can share photos. Mm -hmm. You can have uh, you know, chats and such. If you're using Signal, it's a great way to be able to use something different in a very secure setting. Yeah. And I think if you want to try something different because you may be bored uh -huh, with your current state of technology and try something different, kind of like spring cleaning, give it a try. Wire uh, we have a link to both Signal and Wire in our show notes. Drink. Drink. Uh, Wire is secure messaging file sharing. So if you got some pictures you want to send uh, to and from or some PDFs of some documents that you want to send, uh, voice calls and video conferences. Yeah. That's kind of cool. They're all protected with end-to-end -end encryption, and it's free for... Friends and family. Uh, friends and family all over the world. Right. But, and, and how they're monetizing is through business and enterprise. Yes. So, you know, it's uh, this is a modality that we see in the antivirus uh, community. Oh, yeah. Like if you're home in use, we want to, uh, you know, most companies will offer a free client for home use. However, there's a system-wide uh, client so that enterprise pays for it. So, yeah, both of these are, are, are great. There is another one in there called Telegram that we're not mentioning only because there's a lot of controversy with it yep. because of the nature of encryption. Um, I've used it before. I mean, it has a lot of the uh, fun stuff that we see in WhatsApp. Again, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. That's why it's also not listed here mm -hmm. because, again, these two are kind of meet the uh, community needs when it comes to privacy and encryption. Yes, and so this is something that as uh, I've gotten bored, this is like, what am I doing that is not what the regular default method is? And so I, I, I test myself, kind of like what I did with a, another type of phone in, in <laughs> recent memory. Oh, Just Nokia, RIP 48 hours I'm later. I'm pouring one out for the Nokia from episodes past. Anyway, um, a couple other things to keep in mind as you are uh, browsing the web for a Valentine's Day present uh, for your sweetheart. Oh, that's sweet. Chris, what are you getting me? Uh, I'm getting you a swift kick in the... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> never mind. Your browser, depending on which browser you use, and let's pick on Chrome. Why not? Because that's kind of what we've been doing with Google in this episode. If you decide to go with uh, Mozilla Firefox, you have a luxury of not being tracked. Yeah. With Google Chrome, by default, if you go to a particular web page, let's just say... Bloomingdales.com. Sure. Bloomingdales is based in New York, I believe, still are, and, or, or Nordstrom, a retail establishment. And you type in lingerie. And I know that you're about a 32. Uh, Chris, maybe, this maybe went not. really, really awkward. Yeah, anyway, um, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> a burly guy like me doing a search for lingerie for my beautiful wife. There's a better example. All of a sudden, a couple days later, I'm now seeing an ad for a business uh, that has a scantily clad woman wearing uh, lingerie in a column a margin of a website that I'm browsing for whatever non-related reason. Chrome may be guilty of this. There are enhancements that you could put on Google Chrome, but why not just go altogether jumping into Firefox? There's a thing called a multi-account container. Love it. That uh, AJ's talked about in a previous episode in which you can have in this web browser, you can have one container and you got to feel, you know, envision this as kind of a little bit of a, a window, a browser window that is designated to be, this is all my retail shopping. And then this other one is going to be only my Facebook 
container. It's only for Facebook. Whatever's in there, it's its own sandbox. And this other one is my email and my uh, web research or my fantasy football league or checking out uh, you know, the personal stuff, barbecue, grill tips in, in some cases. You keep them separated like the offspring. Keep them separated. That's right. And uh, Firefox enables you to do that because in Chrome, it's all one big shebang of uh, browsing history and trackers and other things like that. Well, more importantly, it's, it's the client ID. So every time you go to a website, uh, you get this, we'll call it a token. And what this is, is that it says, hi, I'm Chris Powell. And these are the sites that I have come from as I go to your next site. And that ID, if you use containers, gets uh, issued per container. So you have, like Chris said, different tokens when you go to different sites in those containers. So the lingerie uh, token uh, it doesn't cross over into Facebook land and make for an awkward situation when you go to Facebook and yeah. see a whole bunch of, you know, lingerie and SFW. So it, it's a great thing. I've been using it since it got rolled out and absolutely adore it. Now, the other thing that Chris hit on is uh, ads and other methods of tracking outside a client ID. And you and I have been using uBlock uh, Origin for quite some time. I often uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, describe it as what all the kids are using. But it is really hundreds, uh, tens of millions of people are have this downloaded on their web browser. Yeah. And, and basically what it does is it kind of strips the, not just the tracking uh, tracking data, but also it blocks ads. And this is where it can kind of break some websites. Uh, you see this a lot now in journalism where there are some journalistic sites that can detect whether or not you are running something like uBlock Origin, and then it gets you that window that says, whoa, we, we appreciate the fact that you don't like ads, but that's how we keep our site open. Please whitelist us or, you know, uh, tip us or uh, buy a subscription, which I, I have no problem with um, because typically those agencies that I go to for said information, I gladly whitelist. So there is a little bit of tweaking that uh, not hyper geeking. It's just literally like click here, add this site type of a thing. No, it, it's whitelisting. It. Yeah. No, no differently than setting like a, a certain page as a home page on your browser. Yeah. Uh, but here's anybody the thing, can do it. Here's the thing about uBlock Origin. I've been using it pretty much since I discovered it, you know, when it first came into yeah. the zeitgeist of technology and I've been publicizing it because it's great. Mm -hmm. I love doing a magic trick in the classes that I teach where I bring up a web page of a news organization. Chock full of ads, chock full of animotion, animation, animotion. Animotion. That was an no. 80s band. Yarn obsession, my obsession. Sorry about that. Getting back to this, an animated wow. video at the top of a news page. And when you install the uBlock Origin app, those ads and that animated video disappears. Here's the problem, boys and girls. Our friends at Google with their Chrome web browser are always updating their browser in, uh, as time goes on in the background. Chrome browser is going to have an update that is rumored to uh, disable or make uBlock Origin rendered useless yeah. in efforts for Google Chrome to try to do their own thing about blocking ads or something along those lines. And when I first heard that the, a newer upcoming version of Chrome is going to disable uBlock Origin. That's when I started to, to, to go, go down on, this rabbit hole. To go down this rabbit hole. It's like, all right, I'm done. I'm cashing in my chips. I know how it works. I know what to do, but I'm done with that because how dare they do that? Anyway, I'm getting a little bit on the soapbox here. But uBlock Origin is still available for Mozilla Firefox. Yeah. And uh, for. Uh, 
I all believe- of the Chromium based yeah. core web browsers. Sure. Now, if everything, if you've if you've made it in, uh, you know, twenty. Uh, five minutes or so here and you're just like wow this sounds all really good but I'm really tech timid but I really want to take my first step the the my main go-to that I usually get everybody to kind of go into the the shallow end with all of this is download brave yeah the brave browser and there's a link in the show notes drink with a really cool video of what they are about as a company and how they are uh, uh, tackling these issues uh, brave is what I uh, like if you're if you're somebody who's uh, a little bit tech timid or or a little bit older, and you just you just want to be able to click a button and have it do some of the stuff that we've talked about. Brave is here for you because yep. basically you turn on, you open up the browser. It looks a lot like Chrome or, or Firefox or Safari, and then there's the Brave Shield. You click it on, and it turns on all of the stuff. Uh, some most of the stuff that we've talked about, but in their own ecosystem. And if you encounter a website that looks broken, you turn it off, and then you get the normal website without any of that stuff. It is a basically a search protector uh, for your your data when you go across uh, the web. So if you're interested and you want to dip your toe in it, just download Brave. It's free. And take a look at some of the stuff that we've talked about because it's baked into their their infrastructure. We also have a couple links to a couple other helpful websites uh, about if you're in, if you're thinking about checking out the privacy realm of online existence uh, on the internet, there's a website called switching.social. I was rather impressed with this website. Um, they talk about it's ethical, easy to use, and privacy conscious alternatives to your typical web browsers or emails or whatever have you. It's a rather extensive list. One ethical, easy to use, and privacy conscious alternative to Instagram, they got you covered. Yeah. Uh, among another, uh, among a list of things. Also, there's another website called Privacy Heroes, and I think this one's pretty cool uh, privacyheroes.io, but you click on the link in our show notes drink and uh, privacy focused online services that are on a mission to defend internet users from surveillance hacking and censorship they are the superheroes we assemble. that's right privacy heroes assemble so they got uh, a lot of uh, ways and, and they discuss proton mail they discuss a couple other things that we've talked about it's worth a look just to be able to arm yourself with knowledge and maybe asking yourself uh, self. <laughs> self what what am I actually giving away as I'm receiving information or, you know, consuming content on the web. So along those same lines, I wanted to close out the show with also uh, another podcast episode uh, from The Art of Manliness. There is on our Libro.fm, and no, this is not a shameless plug for them, but we have a, a reading list uh, online on our website of books that Chris and I are listening to or reading. And one of them is, just recently came out by Cal Newport called Digital Minimalism. Yep. And in it, you, you, he talks a lot about um, kind of the concepts that Chris talks about with minimalism and trying to remove things from your life and then slowly bringing them back. Uh, his book covers that. What I would encourage you to do is listen to the Art of Manliness episode that uh, came out about a week ago. Cal is actually on the show. And he talks about, you know, how he came up with the book and his former books that led into this and kind of helps you kind of... Uh, audit what you're doing so that you can kind of best listen to our episode and kind of figure what part of this you want to try to attempt. Because here is somebody who is my age, a little bit older. He's actually in between our yeah, ages. he's around that. And never got a social media account. No, he's one of those anomalies in life. Yes. And what I like about Cal Newport, uh, I, I took a glance at this book because it was released to, uh, this week. And as he's hitting the podcast circuit, uh, he had this term that I really think is rather humorous. It's called koala. Quality, analog, leisure activities. 
AJ, what have we been talking about for 110 episodes? He must be listening. He must be a fan Hi, of Cal. the... Hi, Cal. Anyway, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. That wraps it up for this edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us wherever you like to get your podcast. If you're in the Bellingham area, might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the frosty heart of the city of subdued excitement. And on that note... Take care of yourself, everyone. I'm AJ Barsay. Stay safe out there. I'm Chris Powell. We'll see you next time on the Bellingham Podcast. And Jack Frost, if you're listening, please, please warm us up. I'm going to block his ads. (laughs) Nice.